0: Welcome in, folks, to another edition of the We Know Fantasy DFS podcast. Today is December 5th. Uh, you're, this is your host, Nick, a.k.a. the Fantasy Mechanic, and I'm joined this week by Justin and Nate. We're back to our threesome. So, Justin, go ahead and say hello to the people.
1: What's going on, man? I'm glad to have our, our, whole, our full team back for a weekend one time.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's been a while. Nate, go ahead and say hello to your 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 loyal listeners.
2: <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be back here with, with everyone. It's been it's been some time since we've done this uh format coming up, but glad to be back.
0: Yeah, uh, as Nate mentioned, this format, when there's three of us, we're kind of going to give everyone uh, two long shots, two locks, and a defense, um, and give you the price on both uh, platforms, FanDuel and DraftKings. Uh, But before we jump into that, let me give you a rundown of all our shows. Again, we're uh, daily podcast recording. Um, There's a show each day, as well as Twitch with Brian on Sunday mornings, 11 a.m. But on Mondays, we've got the waiver Wire wish list, wish list with Nate and I believe it's Steven. Um, Tuesday, Samuels and Schlanger, episode one. Wednesdays is Nate on the We Know Fantasy podcast. He'll have a different guest each week um, this season as the fantasy Fro is out of commission. Thursdays is the Contributors pod. Uh, last night was Brian and Justin was on there. Friday, Samuel and Schlanger, episode two, where he, uh, Leighton, goes over Thursday night's games, wrap up. Although there wasn't one this week. Um, And Saturdays, that's us, the DFS podcast, hosted by myself, Nick, the fantasy mechanic. And then Sundays, we're back uh, with the Dynasty slash Devi podcast, where myself and William Ryan kind of go over Dynasty and Devi players and scenarios coming up for the upcoming season. Um, Sundays, again, like I mentioned, is the Twitch Live with Brian. Again, you can find us all on WeKnowFantasy.com, where we write articles, rankings, and so on and so forth. And you can also make sure to like and follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at We Know Fantasy. All right. So before we jump into this week's uh, format, last week, just I was joined by Justin. Justin did a fan old lineup. Uh, Justin, just go over your results uh, real quick last week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So remember, I went with Josh Allen, quarterback against the Los Angeles Chargers. He came in at sixteen point four eight. I went with Wayne Gallman versus Cincinnati, who got in at sixteen point six. Frank Gore versus Miami at 10.1. Devontae Parker versus the Jets at 15.9. Keelan Cole came in at 5.9 against the Browns. Michael Thomas at 7.1 in that clunker of a game with Denver uh, last weekend. Travis Kelsey came in with 12.2 against the Bucks. Nick Chubb had a blowout with 25.1 against Jacksonville. And the Giants on a defensive, defensive pick gave me 12 points. If I hadn't no lost that touchdown with Beasley – Throwing that, throwing that touchdown to uh, um, Gabriel in the uh, Chargers game. I would have had a little bit better showing, but total one twenty one point
0: three eight. Okay, uh, quick question: Did you play that? Did you, did you put that in any action in any uh, contest or
1: in a head to head? I won. Okay. I won. I won the head to head. I didn't do it in a in a big nice. one.
0: very nice. Congratulations. No, I was curious to see how I would have did it in an overall contest, but uh, hey, head to head, got some scratch in your pocket. I like it. Okay, so for me, I did a DraftKings lineup. Not happy with it at all. Um, I had Justin Herbert, who had 20.44. Uh, Kareem Hunt, 6.20. Um, um, Jesus, Brian Hill at 5.50. Uh, Keenan Allen with 16. Stephon Diggs with 10.9. Michael Thomas with 9.1. Uh, Burton, who I hit on, I remember Justin kind of texted me saying he cashed 13.2. Uh, Wayne Gallman, 18.1. Uh, Jaguars D four for a total on DraftKings of one hundred three point four four. It was trash. I'm sorry. I will do better. So I don't. I don't want to talk about my DraftKings line of two bucks from last week because I did put it in some contests and I didn't win any money at all. So uh, I know I got happy when I seen Burton score early, but other than that, it was a it was a, a flop. All right. So like we said, uh, we're back to the three of us being on the show this week. So we're going to go ahead and go over two locks, two long shots, and one defense each. We'll kind of bounce back and forth ping-pong style. Uh, so, Nate, go ahead and jump in and give us your first lock of the week.
2: All right. My first lock here, I'm going Miles Sanders, Philadelphia Eagles. Let's see, 6,900 on DraftKings, 72 on FanDuel. Uh, this is just matchup-based primarily. Uh, Sanders had a down week last week, but was game-scripted out, of course, when, you know, we're playing Seattle. Running backs really aren't going to do uh, well when, when the opposing when the team need- Play from behind. Had just six carries in that game. Prior to that, 15 and 16 against the Giants and the Browns. Gets Green Bay this week, who have given it the third most fancy points to opposing uh running backs at a fair value here, um, below 7,000 on DraftKings for what could be an RB1 this week. As this uh Eagles team takes on the Green Bay Packers, like I said, very poor against the run. Uh, I think this is a pretty good deal getting here, even on FanDuel. It's only two hundred dollars over a seven thousand. Um, but yeah. When you, get a, when you get an when you get RB1 for this value I think you have to go with it.
1: No, absolutely. I I love this pick right here Nate. I was actually going to go with him and then I looked at the sheet and saw you had picked him. So so good, good good jump in there. I mean, you're talking about a Green Bay defense that just gave up 143 total yards to David Montgomery. Uh, you know, David Montgomery is your four play in fantasy and he really went off. They've been giving up nothing but but yardage to the running back position, so I think this is a good get right spot for Miles Sanders.
0: Yeah, definitely. Again, Justin stole my thunder with the point I was going to make with uh, David Montgomery last week. So <laughs> I, There's not much to add. I do love it. Um, as an Eagles fan, uh, a lot of talk at the local radio here is got to find a way to get the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands more and stop forcing him to make plays. So I think a, a, a way to try to right the ship, notice I said try to right the ship with Carson Wentz, is use the running back more. Uh, all right, Justin, give us your first lock of the week.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my first lock is I'm going with James Robinson versus the Minnesota Vikings. So Minnesota comes in ranked like 17th with running backs in fantasy. So it's, it doesn't look like a great matchup. It's kind of right there in the middle of the road. But again, you're looking at a guy who's just come, who's blown up this year in that Jaguar. He's really been the only bright spot in that offense. You've got Mike Glennon who's still going to be under center. So he's not a guy that you're going to want to drop back and throw 40, 45 times in a game. Um, I just, I see James Robinson getting in that 17 to 20 touch window potentially this week. And I think he can really cash in with a touchdown.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, James Robinson was a guy I kind of looked at as well for lineups this week. Um, I just want, you know, not that I won't go in with lineups, but I mean, for, for our, our show, I, I decided not to, but I I've been using James Robinson almost faithfully every week. If not every other week, uh, I have lots of shares of him in other fantasy formats, um, I think it's important, you know, that, uh, you know, he's taken over as an undrafted free agent and what he's been able to do. Um, you know, Mike, like you said, even with Mike Glennon at quarterback, it hasn't faced, you know, Robinson's production or his touches or his, his snap count. Uh, he's a solid RB one going for the rest of the season. So I would definitely love to get him and in, in dalies as often as possible. And in your, uh, redraft league, especially for playoffs.
2: He has insane. James Robinson is the RB4 on the season in PPR formats. He's behind names like uh, Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, and of course, Alvin Kamara. That's it. Those are the only players who have scored more fantasy points this year than James Robinson. So, uh, yeah, you can't really go wrong about this. They're still valuing this guy. I know he's up to almost the 8,000 here in, in FanDuel and, and and DraftKings, but they're not putting him up there with the, the big dogs, as you will, when he actually is a fantasy football big dog. You know, 20-plus carries, and, uh, and what is that four of the last five games gone over 100 yards and and three of those five and one of those games was 99 yards three touchdowns same thing plus some catches here or there you're not getting argument out of me james Robinson is you know a a lock every single week in my opinion you yeah, let the does. big dog eat <laughs> <laughs> all
0: right so my first lock of the week um Justin will be happy with this. one. I seem to be on a lot of his charges this year, uh, I'm going with Austin Eckler versus the New England Patriots on DraftKings. He's 7100 on FanDuel. He's seven thousand. Uh, I just want to point that out real quick to listeners who may play both platforms. Um, he's actually cheaper on FanDuel, which is rare to see as far as what I've seen. Because um, FanDuel, you get ten thousand more in salary cap, and to see a player is actually cheaper um, on FanDuel platform as opposed to a DraftKings platform, it's pretty rare. So. You know, it's kind of a steal. He's only 7,000, but possible RB1 uh, potential. And, you know, simple reason I'm picking him here. I mean, he had 16 targets last week, uh, 11 catches. Um, I think he only had like 44 yards on the ground. I'm not sure of his attempts, to be honest with you. Um, but they're playing New England. New England tends to want to take your best player out of the game. That's Bill Belichick's mantra. Um but I don't think they're able to take Eckler out. I th- or I think they could if they tried. But I think they're going to scheme more towards Keenan Allen um, than they are Eckler. Uh, and I just think that leaves the underneath open all day for Austin Eckler to eat.
2: Yeah. Now, uh, when you come to FanDuel versus DraftKings, FanDuel of course only half PPR as DraftKings full PPR. So that's where the value taken away from him on FanDuel because a lot of his val- a lot of his pr- uh, production is is because of his receiving. Uh, you know, ability 11 receptions last week, twice this season, he's had 11 receptions. So, you know, if you're playing in a, a DraftKings, there's 11 points right there before you even get into uh yards or anything beyond that. So, yeah, when you're getting targeted 10 plus times out of the backfield, you're a must start and very fair value, even like you said. Uh, lesser in a fandom but still 7,000 for a guy targeted 16 times. If he was a wide receiver targeted 16 times, he would uh, uh, be probably nine to ten
1: thousand yeah absolutely i mean you got, obviously i'm not going to argue this one at all i think austin is a great play here especially at those price points you're, you're looking at a new england team who has not been that strong against the run so i think he actually he actually runs the ball a little better this week and if he gets in that you know he came back last week and i didn't think they were going to give him all the touches that they did um, if he gets even close to that amount of touches this week, I think this is a great play. And even if you know, I expect him to get in the end zone here pretty soon. So, uh, with with the Chargers games, you're looking at points being scored because you're not they're not stopping many people. So I like it.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, Nate, go ahead and give us your second lock of the week.
2: All right, if you want to talk about value, here's some value for you, Michael Thomas, seven. Thousand on DraftKings, seventy-two hundred on FanDuel. That's it. That's it for Michael Thomas, who, um, you know, had a down week last week. That entire team in that weird game with no quarterback playing for Denver Broncos, as the Saints played against them. No one had volume last week, but you're getting Michael Thomas against the Atlanta Falcons, who allowed the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers at around seven thousand on both formats. Is a steal. I know Taysom Hill's there takes his value down a bit, but still. And Hill's first start of the season, he saw twelve tar- targets caught, nine of them, hundred and four yards, going against Atlanta here. Taysom will be you know doing the same thing against a uh, offense that just put up about forty some mod, almost fifty points against that Raiders defense. Uh, uh, so he'll be trying to play catch up or try to keep a lead here against his Falcons defense, and that's where Michael Thomas will be peppered every single uh you know attempt. I would not be surprised if he saw upwards of 20
1: targets this week. Well, I hope so for my redraft team, I can tell you that. But, you know, the the, the thing that sticks out to me here is it looks like Julio Jones is going to play in this game. And I know that sounds weird and everybody's probably thinking, we're talking about Michael Thomas here. Well, if Julio Jones plays, I think Taysom Hill and that entire offense for the Saints is going to have to put points on the board because the Atlanta offense just seems to tick – so much better when they've got Julio Jones on the field. I'm hoping for a shootout here. These are two pretty exciting teams. I mean, Atlanta can put some stinkers up sometimes, but I really think that this game, they're going to be trying to prove something for Raheem Morris, and the Saints are going to have their work cut out for it. So I like this pick.
0: Yeah, I mean, for, for the value you're getting them at, the, or the price that you're getting them at, I should say, the 7000 on DraftKings and the 7200 on FanDuel, you really can't complain. I just, I'm still a little bitter about getting burned by them last week. Michael Thomas putting up only nine points for me in the DraftKings lineup, so I kind of had to steer clear from them. Um, but again, you know, going back to just like what Justin said, I see a shootout, I see this, this could be the game of the week. We, I know we talk about it every DFS pod about looking for the game that has the most total points that could be scored or the potential most total points that can be scored. And this game kind of sticks out as being one of
1: them. Absolutely. So my second lock of the week, I was going to go Allen Robinson, but reading on some practice reports, he did pop up today on a late entry for a knee. He Probably still will play in this game, but I pivoted here, so I'm going to give you a lock with Robert Woods versus the Arizona Cardinals. at 7100 for FanDuel, 5900 for DraftKings, so decent prices there. This is a guy who torched Arizona last year. He went for over 100 yards in both games. If he gets the targets that he – like two weeks ago where he had 15 targets – you're looking at a smash spot against Arizona because he just moves all around the field. They get him the ball in creative situations. I love Bob Trees this weekend.
0: Sorry there. I had to go on mute there because I was having a coughing attack. Um No, no problem with the pivot there, Josh. It's totally understood. Um I actually love Robert Woods this week. Uh, full disclosure, I actually have a lineup, a DraftKings lineup. Uh ah, with a super stack on it. I got Jared Goff at quarterback. I got Robert Woods as one receiver, and I have Cooper Cup as another receiver, wide receiver. I know I just talked about and you hit on the fact that Atlanta and New Orleans could be the game of the week with the most points. This is the game that I'm thinking is going to be the highest total game of the week.
2: Yeah, and you said fifteen targets two weeks ago, twelve again last week. So targets keep coming uh often and uh <clears throat> Oh yeah, often here for for Mister Woods.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, sorry. so for me, my second lock of the week is going to be DK Metcalf. Um, I'm not sure there's much I got to get into. I mean, he just burnt my Eagles last week with Darius Slay covering him. Uh, he had 177 yards, I believe, on ten cat. Or I'm sorry, ten receptions. I think he had like 14 uh, targets uh, going against Darius Slay, who's not. He's not a slouch corner. You know what I mean? Um. They're playing the Giants. He's 8200, so you're gonna have to spend up on him. Yes, you know that's a high price to pay, but if he puts out the production, it's definitely worth it. Uh, again, DraftKings 8200, Vandal, 8500. I understand the Giants' defense has been better, but he just did what he did against Darius Slay, which I think he had like 28, um, yeah, 28.7 points against the uh, Eagles with Darius Slay covering him. Giants don't have a corner like Slay, so Medcalf you're gonna have to spend up for him, but he's a lock.
2: Yeah, no debate here. DK Metcalf could be the best wide receiver in this league in the best situation, and the best offense. So yeah, simple enough. He's
1: again, a lock to play every single week. <laughs> Well, I, I do think I would have to say I think I think our guy James Bradbury in New York might have a little a little something to say about not having a cornerback there, uh, Nick. But <laughs> I would say it's hard to hard to have anybody guard uh, DK Metcalf when you try to be physical with them. They started to use them in that slant game. So, uh, you know, it's a little bit high for me because I do think I actually think uh, Bradbury has a little bit of a, t- a little bit of talent to potentially keep him Keep a keep a lid on him, but I mean he's still gonna score, so you're never going wrong
0: with DK. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry, Brad No disrespect. <laughs> I just think Slay I think Darius Slay is a little bit better. <laughs> All right, Nate, go ahead and give us your first long shot of the week.
2: All right. I'm going to the Indianapolis backfield, then going with Jordan Wilkins, forty two hundred on DraftKings, 5,500 here on fan duel. This guy is quietly leading this uh this uh backfield here for the Colts. I know last week, uh the percentage number wasn't or the snap count wasn't where it used to be. Sixty five percent went to Hines and then Wilkins had thirty five percent of that. Taylor did not play. You know, it's it's been decreasing. Uh but he gets a fantastic matchup this week. Um uh, I just lost my train of thought there. Yes, fantastic matchup against Houston, who is very poor against the run. They've allowed the second most fancy points to opposing running backs. So like I said, I know Wilkins, you know, touches have been going down. He's had games of 20-some, 11, 8, you know, last game, game 10, but you're uh, facing a, a team here that gives up points left and right. We know this the struggles of Jonathan Taylor at this point of the season. Uh, Hines here, dominated the touches last week in a uh, in a game against the Titans that went for a ton of points Colts played from behind in that one so you're not gonna see Wilkins when they're playing from behind Uh, you know this Houston game can go either way but it could be competitive if it is uh, to be like that Wilkins is a back to own could see 10 plus carries against a very poor uh, Russian defense
1: yeah I mean you said it the matchup here is is awesome Um, it's it's a dice roll right and you talked about it already it's who ends up getting the hot hand and who does frank frank wright go with uh for this game if it's jordan wilkins this is slam dunk because houston just gives up points by i mean i think they're giving up somewhere around 5.8 yards per carry so put him in your lineups and just hope that he's he's the it falls on him
0: <laughs> yeah definitely um like you said you know the Frank Reich has kind of, you know, pulled the merry-go-round at running back uh, on all of us fantasy players this year between Wilkins, Taylor, and Hines. Um, it's a dark throw. It's a long shot. I definitely think it's worth it, especially with their matchup against the Houston Texans. I mean, um, you know, the way we tend to think is game script. He, he should get some carries. He may even get some goal line looks depending on, you know, how Jonathan Tower looks in this game. So, like we said, these this is the reason why they're long shots. They're cheap. And you're just hoping for a miracle. Hey, it worked last week for me with Trey Burton. So,
1: <laughs> damn right. All right. So, my first long shot, I'm going back to the well here and I'm going with Frank the Tank Gore once again. So, they're coming in against Las Vegas this week. Las Vegas is the fourth best matchup for running backs from a fantasy perspective. He comes in at 5,300 for FanDuel, 4,400 for DraftKings. Uh, Adam Gase came out in a, in a, um, interview this week and said he was not alarmed by the touch volume that they gave Frank Gore and thought it was the right touch volume for this season in true Adam Gase form. So yeah, well, I mean, like Frank Gore and if he gets into the end zone, you got a, a steal.
0: Yeah. I, and I, the funny thing is, is I definitely think Frank Gore can get in the end zone. I don't know about him being the volume play as far as, you know, yards and touches, but I definitely think he can sneak in the end zone for you. And again, at the price that you named, um, let me scroll back up here. 5,300 on FanDuel and 4,400 on DraftKings. You know, to get in a touchdown and, and maybe score you about 10 total points, it's definitely worth it.
2: Yeah, you know, as a long-time lifelong long ers fan, I know I have a soft spot for Frank Gore, and, uh, you know, I love what he's doing, I guess you could say. It's not pretty. It's never been pretty for Frank Gore, but he gets it done. And it just so happens that there is not another running back pretty much on this Jets roster to compete with him you know last week we saw him get 58 percent of offensive snaps but whatever that's almost also let's see about 98 or 97 percent of the running back snaps as uh josh adams saw just uh just a snap or two to really uh throw in that wrench there but yeah frank gore is pretty much the only only piece they have to run the ball there in new york Yeah,
0: I don't think you have to be a lifelong uh, San Francisco 49ers fan to really appreciate and, you know, value Frank Gore. Uh, Me as an Eagles fan, I love Frank Gore. Um, (laughs) Me and my son actually have a debate all the time about Frank Gore. He's a Frank Gore hater, and I don't know why. I think he burned him a couple times in fantasy, but uh, I'll ask you two right now. I know it might be a little off topic. Is Frank Gore a Hall of Famer?
1: Absolutely. Uh
2: yeah, I guess in in terms of longevity, you kind of have to give it to him. He's top five in almost every statistical, you know, measurement there is. Uh, but maybe your uh, son is a Frank Gore hater because there was that time where he left San Francisco, signed with the Eagles, or rumored to be signed with the Eagles, or committed to them, and then switched uh, switched over, went to the Colts instead.
0: Yeah that that could be why. But no, his argument is the longevity. thing. He's like, "Oh, well, well, I would be third on ranking 2 if I played for 30 years." So, that's kind of my son's argument. <laughs>
2: right.
0: I think he's a Hall fan of Famer me personally. Um, I just love the guy. His story's great. Um, you know, he's Andy he has one league.
2: of the lowest Wanderuck scores in in league history.
0: Yeah, I mean, and I, like you said, the longevity. You know, like you're talking about a guy who who takes a pounding and he's still out there, but uh, that's enough for our Frank Gore love, I guess. <laughs> Um, so for me, my first long shot Cam Akers versus the Arizona Cardinals uh, DraftKings 4,500 um, FanDuel 5,600 um, I know a lot of people are like Oh, what the hell are you thinking Cam Akers um, You know, you got um, Daryl Henderson Malcolm Brown there I think Malcolm Brown's pretty much done now I, I think he, you know, he had his role He showed what he could I think this is the week uh, Akers takes over to you know The backfield, the running back room uh, For the LA Rams Uh, Last week on 27% of the snaps, he had nine carries for 84 yards in the TD. You know, I know the TD, if you take the touchdown away, it it doesn't seem like a lot, but, um, you know, in in a game that's going to be a shootout, like I mentioned with uh, Justin's uh, Robert Woods pick, Akers could easily get in the end zone once or twice. He could easily see some targets. Uh, He's got the size. He's 5'11", 210, I believe. I mean, He's built for this, um, and I think this is the, the time where we we see Acres' value skyrocket. So, if in Dynasty you own them, good. If you don't, go buy them before this weekend.
2: Yeah, I'm a big Cam Akers fan, especially coming into this draft. He, uh, I can't wait for the Rams to actually put his uh you know pass catching abilities on display because coming to the draft, he he was arguably the best ca- pass catching back in this entire draft. He is a uh he's like a uh, what is it? a running back in a wide receiver's body or whatever this I'm it's, it, I flipped it upside down anyhow he has fantastic cans can't wait to see that thing he's just not getting enough volume in last week that it, the stat line looked look nice but he had that 77 yard run that really helped set that up but yeah uh, like I said when we get to these, these long shots there really is no argument because we're just it's kind of a you know a gamble as you will, trying to find the best gem for as little as possible. So we can't really debate that to an extent. But, yeah, I can't wait for Cam Akers to start showing off what he can do.
1: And uh, once the Rams set this guy loose, I think
2: it's going to be uh, history.
1: Yeah, Nate, I mean, you really just said it here when we talk about the long shots. I, it, I'm going to go on record here and say that, that Cam Akers is probably a good long shot pick. Every week for the rest of the week, if you've watched some sort of trend, the Rams are starting to – I think the Rams really want to get this kid involved, and they really want him to – this backfield to be his. Henderson hadn't been the same since that quad injury. Obviously, as Nick said, Malcolm Brown is kind of just fading back into the mist. I think this is – the snap share is going to continue to increase. The touches are going to continue to increase. And if he keeps doing it, you got like a Dobbins situation in Baltimore. The takeover is going to happen. That
2: is for sure. So let's move on. Let's go to uh, our second and final set of uh, of, of what they call long shots, long shots. So I'll kick it off here with my second. After going Jordan Wilkins, I'll go Darius Slayton, New York Giants receiver. 4,600 DraftKings, 5,700 here on FanDuel. This is matchup-based. You have to love this matchup. Seattle can't guard a person. They've allowed the, the most fancy points to opposing wide receivers. No matter who you are, you'll produce against this. Seattle offense you're playing from behind uh um, almost every team is playing from behind um their their secondary is very porous uh it's kind of hard to run on this team but there's no need to run this team when you have to be throwing the ball from behind anyhow other uh, games in seattle as well uh so slate in here he's had some good weeks he's had some bad weeks last weeks all two targets didn't catch anything the week prior almost had 100 yards and he's had some good weeks we know that uh, week five against Dallas, where he really went off, and then uh, you know had a big week one there in primetime with those two touchdowns, and really has been kind of quiet since. But so hasn't this team? We get Colt McCoy this week, who uh, you know journeyman backup quarterback for the uh, for the league. <sighs> well, I actually don't has that been confirmed that Colt McCoy is playing this week?
1: Uh, um, uh, it, Jones Daniel is Jones doubtful. is doubtful.
0: Yeah, the last I saw, he was doubtful. So yeah, that's was what I thought. So, so yeah,
2: Colt McCoy will be the quarterback this week yeah i mean mccoy who you know is a is a you know quality backup one of the better backups you can find in this league so i don't think there's too much of a a decrease from him and daniel jones at least in terms of fantasy value we put put that out there and get the ball to his receivers and the likes of darius slate we know he can make the big play happen so get the ball to the guy on on a quick slant or something let him do the rest
1: yeah I, mean, yeah, I think you said it. This is a one. Well, you're looking for one play here with Darius Slayton, which sometimes with a long shot, that's all one is a one play touchdown. Um, he's not going to be a guy that's going to soak up a lot of targets. I think Sterling Shepard's going to be that guy for them on the perimeter. But all you need is one is that one hitter.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I think you mentioned it as well, Nate. Um, this is a game where we we all kind of expect Seattle to be leading and um, the Giants to be just throwing the ball, and, and you know. Uh, I think Slayton could benefit from that. Could possibly get in the end zone. He could possibly see some volume, you know, late in the game. Uh, maybe you know, like you know, one of those fourth quarter drives where just trying to get a, a trash touchdown, and he may get two or three targets on that and, and pop a touchdown. So long, like you said, you know, as far as a long shot and the price you're paying for him, he's 4600 DraftKings, 57 on Fanduel. Uh, another guy that's worth the long shot. Um, the play, you know, the, the game script may be there for him to pop a touchdown. All right, Justin, give us your second long shot.
1: Absolutely. So I went with Jordan Aikens of the Houston Texans, and I'm going with a tight end here on a long shot simply because, so he's 5,300 FanDuel, 2,900 DraftKings, so really cheap on the DraftKings side of things. This is a guy that they that talks out of Houston. Obviously, they just lost Will Fuller to the suspension for PEDs. Jordan Aikens has, has been a guy they've lined up in the slot some. The word out of camp is they may – Actually put him in the slot a little more. They're looking for a lot from the pass catching perspective. They're not a heavy run team. So I'm taking a shot here. He had two targets last week, but both targets were in the end zone. So here's your your dice roll. Let's get an end zone target.
0: Yeah, um, I think it's important you point out um uh, the price jump there between DraftKings and, and Fandle. FanDuel. Uh, he's definitely worth the shot in DraftKings if they're going to line up in the slot. That's news I didn't know, and I appreciate you bringing that to the show. It's a good tidbit tidbit for the listeners to, you know, soak in.
2: Yeah, I'm a big a- 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 Aikens fan. I have him in several leagues as a backup tight end, or even play him in some. Uh, I it, it looked it looked good for me when he had that nice week against New England there, but. Yeah, he's a end zone threat here for this team that's heating up, and we know Deshaun Watson's getting better uh, towards the end of the season where he's getting more free roam of this offense after Bill O'Brien left town a few weeks prior. Indy isn't the best matchup to do it. But, uh, you know, like you said, tight end, especially if you can hit a, a touchdown with a few receptions on this, uh, say 40 yards, four receptions and a touchdown, you have a nice week there.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so my second long shot this week is Denzel Mims versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, DraftKings 4100, FanDuel 5500. Uh, I'm going to rattle off some numbers here for you. So these are—he's only played in five games this this season. Game one, 80 percent of snaps. Game two, 97 percent of snaps. Game three, 96 percent. Game four, 89. Game five, 95. So his snap is up there. I mean, above 90 percent of the snaps. Um, His targets, 7-3, 8-7, 8. Granted, I'd like to see the receptions jump up. The receptions are 4-2, 4-3, 4. But I don't think there's any question that they're trying to get the ball into his hands. And I do believe Denzel Mims is the alpha wide receiver for the New York Jets. They're going against a Raiders defense that's questionable at times. I fully anticipate the Jets are going to be thrown in this game. This could very well be Denzel Mims' breakout game book it. Okay, Nate, so go ahead and give us your defense for the week.
2: All right, so I logged on here, and I wanted to go with the uh Jets defense against Las Vegas, but I noticed that Nick already had that claims, so I'm going to go with the Detroit Lions versus the Chicago Bears. 2,500 here on DraftKings, 35 on FanDuel. Very fair value there, I believe. You know, Detroit is a defense I've suggested several times have let me down each time, so we'll see if they do it again. Uh, but just this Bears team is very, very lackluster, especially offensively, they've allowed six most fancy points to opposing defenses. Uh, at least this Lions team hasn't had negative points, uh, except in week two. They've had some <laughs> decent weeks of four to six points sparingly throughout, so if there's a week to uh, get a good get a good uh, matchup up here, it's against the Bears, and they're very cheap to go along with it.
1: Yeah, no argument from me here. Anytime you can get some, get a defense against Mitch Trubisky, you got you, you don't. Have, I'm not going to argue.
0: Yeah, again, like you said, <laughs> Justin, easy enough. I, I, I agree with Justin. You know, it's uh, you got Mitch Trubisky. I mean, I believe he had a few turnovers last week against the Packers. One that went for a touchdown. So um, you know, it's a good play. And like like I said before, I'm not going against Nate on his defense. He's been pretty spot on with his defenses all season. All right, Justin, go ahead and lay on us who your defense is.
1: Absolutely. So I'm going with my homer pick here, Chargers versus New England, 3,900 fan duel, 3,800 DraftKings. I'm just looking for them to get a little pressure, have Joey Bosa get through the line and get after Cam Newton. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'm <clears> not going to <throat> say much about your homer pick. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, I like it. Uh, Cam Newton's, a, you know, he's capable of having a fumble or two or in a couple interceptions any week.
2: Yeah, this is uh, straightforward. You have a very talented, well, a defense full of talent against, <laughs> against a a offense that's been lackluster uh, so far this season. On paper, talented. In outcome, uh. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, there's a ton <laughs> of talent there, but I know they I don't, know you're missing don't a few lot. pieces, but.
0: Yeah, they've had a lot of injuries, uh, in all fairness to the Chargers this season. All right, so for me, my defense, as Nate touched on earlier, I took the Jets going against the Las Vegas Raiders. They're 2,100 on DraftKings, 3,300 on Fandle. Um, Again, my my philosophy with taking a defense is kind of look for a home team uh, that's really cheap so that you can go bigger on your, you know, running backs, receiver types. Um, The Jets the last two weeks against Miami, respectively, had 13 points and against the Chargers had 10 points, so... Again, they're playing the Raiders. Carr's been up and down. Josh Jacobs isn't playing in this game. And the receivers, other than, well, Darren Waller's a tight end. Other than Darren Waller, don't really, um, you know, scare me as far as being a defense. So, again, going with the cheap play here, Jets, 2100.
2: Yeah, like I said, I wanted to roll this defense out myself, but you already had a claim to them. Uh, this Vegas team, Derek Carr just had like negative two fancy points last week. Put up six points against a Elkins defense that is god awful, but that just means they'll bounce back this week. Uh, but anyhow, I like this Jets defense. They're playing somewhat decent as late as you touched on against the Chargers and a Dolphins offense that have been pretty good offenses. They've put up some good fantasy numbers, getting to the quarterback, uh, seven sacks across the last two games, three fumble recoveries. So I like that a lot.
1: Yeah, this team actually defends the run much more than you would think. Like, you know, a lot of people are always picking running backs against the Jets. They they, they do a pretty good job outside of holding them out of the end zone, which, you know, touchdowns can be fickle. So I, I like this pick here, especially at that price. It's way cheap.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. All right, so also, that does it for this week's episode of the We Know Fantasy DFS podcast. Uh, we went through two long shots, two locks, and a defense each. So it kind of gives you um, six locks, six long shots, and three defenses to kind of explore to put into a DFS lineup for you guys. Uh, Nate, go ahead and let the people know where they can find you.
2: You can find
1: me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy.
0: Justin, let the people know where they can find you.
1: You can find me on Twitter at JF Hornets25.
0: You can find me, Nick, the Fantasy Mechanic, on Instagram at Fantasy underscore Mechanic, as well as on Twitter at FB Mechanic. Again, I highly suggest and recommend you check out our podcast that we're doing daily. Monday's Waiver Wire Wishlist, Tuesday, Samuels and Schlanger. Wednesday's, the We Know Fantasy Podcast with Nate. Thursday's, Contributors Pod, Friday, Samuels and Schlanger Part 2. Saturday's, that's us, DFS Podcast. Sunday's, the Dynasty Debbie Podcast with myself and William. Uh, also Sunday mornings. Don't forget Twitch live with Brian fellas. Is there anything you want to add before we sign off?
1: This is most, this is for most leagues. This is the last week before playoffs. So good luck to everyone.
0: Yes, definitely. Good luck. Nate, you got anything boss?
2: Yeah. Same thing. Week 13 here. Uh, this is the, this is, uh, uh, the do or die. This is a, uh, if you to win a fantasy football championship, you gotta make the playoffs. And this is the week that, uh, you know, makes or break seasons.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, again, good luck from the We Know Fantasy crew. Go out, get yourself a playoff spot.